Tonight's gospel reading is from John chapter 12, verses 20 through 36. Now there were some Greeks, Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These then came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of, of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul has become troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. But he was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. The crowd then answered him, We have heard out of the law that the Christ is to remain forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, For a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke, and he went away and hid himself from them. Thanks be to God. I didn't know how far it was or how long it would take to get back. I was just walking. Walking, it seemed, for hours, talking, saying, does it seem darker to you? Like, darker than it usually is at night? It feels so much darker, like I'm breathing in the darkness and it like coats my teeth and my tongue and my throat. A coating of darkness gets thicker with every breath filling my lungs with darkness, thickening darkness, making it a little harder to breathe. Is it making it harder to breathe? I take a few experimental deep breaths to see if it's harder to breathe. It's hard to tell if it's harder to breathe, but it feels harder to breathe. Does it feel harder to breathe, I ask him? But I don't really ask him. I've been talking to him, but talking to him in my head, not saying anything out loud. We haven't said a word out loud since we left that back there. 
First we ran, me and my brother Mike, we ran fast, panic ran, right through the dark woods from that place, not even thinking about the path. When it happened, we didn't say a thing, didn't even look at each other until we reached the road, until we reached the road. When we reached the road, we felt the scratches and cuts on our faces and arms and looked at the scrapes on our shins and looked at each other's wounds, clothes torn from branches and trips on the rocks and fallen trees. Then we looked into each other's eyes, trying to ask each other questions with our eyes. What happened? Did that happen? Like, what, what are we going to do? What, what, what should we do? What... Mike turned his head and looked down the road back toward the state park where our family was camping. I looked too, and we both started walking, walking in the dark. Walking, it seemed, for hours. Does it seem darker to you? Like darker than it usually is at night? I wanted to know, but it seemed impossible to say anything out loud. It feels much darker, like I'm breathing in the darkness and it coats my teeth and my tongue and my throat, a coating of thickening darkness, getting thicker with every breath, filling my lungs with darkness, thickening darkness. It's making it harder to breathe. I take a couple experimental deep breaths to see if it's harder to breathe, but it it does feel harder to breathe. I want to know if he feels it too, if he thinks so. It seems impossible to say anything out loud, to talk, to speak out loud to each other, because then we would have to talk about everything, about what happened, about what we did, what we saw. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip and said to him, we want to see Jesus. And Philip went to Andrew and told him, hey, there's some Greeks here. They want to see Jesus. So Philip and Andrew go to Jesus and say, there's some Greeks here to see you. Should I let them in? It's like Jesus is some kind of like mob boss or something here. It's like, hey, Jesus, there's Greeks want to see you. What do you want me to do with them? And Jesus, he doesn't even answer them. He just says, he just says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their lives lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it and live it forever. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor him. What is that? That's, That's his answer? Look, if you don't want to see the Greeks, just say you don't want to see the Greeks, right? You're the boss. Just say, I don't want to see the Greeks. But instead, you come with the grain of wheat. It has to fall and die, and it'll produce much fruit. What? Wait a minute. Are you saying you want us to whack the Greeks? Is that it? No, no. Clearly, Jesus is talking about himself here, his own death. But then he says, those who love their life will lose it. Lose it. And those who hate their lives in this world, they'll keep it forever. Live it forever. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I'm going, my servant will also be. 
Are we supposed to follow Jesus into death? But like, be like that grain of wheat? But you know, like a grain of wheat or a flower. Like take a flower. A flower grows and it produces uh, it, it produces a bloom, and in that bloom are seeds, and then the flower dies, and the wind or a bird carries that seed and then drops it somewhere, and then the seed germinates, and a new flower grows. It's beautiful. It happens over and over again. But um, we don't really work that way, human beings. Humans don't die and then spread their seed. We spread our seed while we're alive. We bear fruit, we bear our fruit while we're alive. Is Jesus more like a flower than a human? Or is our following and serving and bearing fruit supposed to happen while we're alive? Those who love their life will lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it and live it forever. Whosoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. In the dark? We're not even talking with our eyes, me and my brother Mike. We're not even looking at each other. We're looking mostly at the asphalt of the road, maybe 12, not 16 feet in front of us. It's so dark to look beyond that would be pointless and well like looking for something we don't want to know is there better to come up on it without knowing or hope that it's keeping pace ahead of us we don't dare look behind us just using the darkness behind us as motivation for moving forward I don't know how far it is or how long it will take us to get back I have no sense of how long we've even been walking. We got a ride to the place with these three kids we met fishing who lived in White River about 40 miles away, they said. They were, they were maybe two or three years older than us. I don't know. Maybe they were like 16 or 17. They told us about the place, and they said, and we said, well, we wanted to go, and they said that they would give us a ride there. We said, we didn't know if our mom and dad would actually let us go. And they said that they uh, would wait till our parents went to bed. That's what Mike said. You don't have to wait. That's what I said. You don't have to wait. And they said they didn't mind. And I said, I don't know if we should sneak off. And Mike looked at me, calling me a wuss with his eyes before the other kids had a chance to say it out loud. Yeah, wait, I said. We'll tell our mom and dad that we're going to a campfire at some other kids, with some kids we met on the other side of the camp. We had our own tent, me and my brother. So our mom and dad wouldn't know what time we got home. In Greek philosophy, chief among the dualities of left and right, up and down, life and death, is that of light and darkness. The way of the opinion is a dualistic theory, obviously Pythagorean, of Pythagorean inspiration. The origin of all things is a sign to the interaction of two opposed principles, the principles of light and darkness. Parameides, 
describes the journey of a young man from darkness to light. Carried in a whirling chariot and attended by the daughter of the sun, the man reaches a temple sacred to an unnamed goddess, variously identified by commentators with nature, wisdom, or truth, by whom the rest of the poem is spoken. He must learn all things, she tells him, both truths with his certain and human opinions. For though one cannot rely on human opinions, they represent an aspect of the whole truth. What does Jesus have against the Greeks, is what I want to know. Why doesn't he want to see them? Jesus goes on, Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it is, this for re- this, no, it is for this reason that I have come. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there, they heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus answered, The voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to me. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was going to die. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Jesus says the voice was for your sake, not mine. The crowd heard it, and they said it was thunder. Did the Greeks hear it? Can you hear it in the dark? We met them at the entrance of the campground and climbed into the bed of their pickup. I was sitting on the wheel well, but Mike told me to sit against the cab. We drove for a long time, trying to whisper to each other over the wind. Do you think it's really true? I asked Mike. We'll see, he said very shortly. We will see. The truck pulled over and the driver pointed to a wide path going into the woods. He hit the side of the truck door twice as a goodbye and they drove off. We're not even talking with our eyes, me and my brother Mike. We're not even looking at each other. We're looking mostly at the asphalt of the road, maybe 12, not 16 feet in front of us. Sometimes I feel Mike looking at me. I don't turn and meet his gaze. Sometimes I look at him, the side of his face as he looks into the middle distance as he walks. I can see a red welt on his forehead from a low branch he hit while he was running in the woods. I heard him cry out, but I didn't stop. I wasn't thinking or I wasn't sure of what was even happening, but I heard him scramble up and he was running again. I kept running. We kept running until we reached the road. The goddess sends the souls from the light to the darkness and vice versa, which means that the souls are part of the being, since they are indestructible and immortal, and they they interchange by coming and going from light to darkness. The symbol of light, according to the Greeks, is the being itself, knowing, wisdom, 
truth, namely the soul which is conscious of itself. Now, on the other hand, darkness is referring to oblivion, illusion, and ignorance that the souls fall into. And they are imprisoned there, imprisoned in the human body and the deceptive world of the five senses. Therefore, the so-called death is nothing but a transition from one state of existence to another. Since everything is, cons- everything is consisted of light and darkness, and the immortal soul goes from one place of existence to the other. Jesus said to them, the light is with you only for a little while longer, but walk while you have it. Walk in the light so that the darkness may not overtake you. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of God. It's only light for a little while now. And then it will be dark. After Jesus said this, he departed and hid from them. Like, wait, wait, this seems backwards to me. Like, did Jesus say that it's light now, but it's going to get dark? I thought it was supposed to be the other way around. Like, you know, now we are walking in darkness, but one day we'll see a great light. Isn't that, like, a little bit more comforting? I mean, or like, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. What about that? Jesus said that, didn't he? This seems backwards to me. Walk while you have the light so the darkness may not overtake you. It's back there, pursuing you. It's coming. If you walk in the darkness... You do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light so you may become children of light. And after that Jesus said this, he departed and hid from them. After Jesus said this, he departed and hid from them? He hid from them. Where? Where did he hide? In the dark? Did Jesus hide in the darkness? I don't know how far it was or how far it would take to get back. We were just walking. Walking, it seemed like for hours. I didn't think I heard something in the woods alongside the road. It was too distinct. I knew something was moving through the woods beside the road in the woods on Mike's side of the road, moving through the woods parallel or a little ahead of us. And then I heard it on my side, too. I didn't look. I didn't take my eyes off the middle distance. I'm sure that Mike didn't look either, but we both picked up the pace. The rustling in the woods seemed to fall back a little, but not go away. How long had that truck driven? We should have, like, had them tell us how many miles it was. We should have asked them more questions, a lot more questions, before we we went there. It happened so fast, and it seemed like we had no choice, but 
When we did it and it happened, we ran like instantly. Instantly ran, panic ran, until we reached the road. We didn't stop till we reached the road. I was tired from walking, from the adrenaline, and from clenching every muscle in my body as I moved in the dark. The sounds, the rustling in the woods on either side of the road was louder, I want to say bigger, and catching up to us. I was about to break into a run, and I'm sure Mike was too, but something made me stop. I turned, and I looked behind us, and I grabbed Mike's shoulder to stop him, to turn him. Look, I said out loud, the sun is coming up behind us. He turned, and we both stopped and looked up for the first time raised our heads for the first time. He looked at me and nodded. The sun is coming up behind us.